Welcome to Group Talk, a podcast conversation from the Small Group Network, focusing on topics relevant to small groups ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you are a volunteer or staff, we want to support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax and listen to today's program. Hi, welcome to Groove Talk. Thank you so much for joining us today and Happy New Year. My name is Carolyn Takeda, your host and the Small Groups Pastor at Calvary Community Church in Westlake Village, California. If you were asked, what is the vision for your small groups ministry, would you be able to say it succinctly, clearly? Um, and how did you come up with that vision? How much ownership does your team or your senior leadership have in that vision? And how does it line up with what God's doing in the church in a broader way? Um, so as we launch the first group talk podcast of 2020, it seems fitting to talk about this critical topic for every ministry, a topic of vision. And I just realized that this is the first month of the year, um, 2020, and we're talking about sustaining and creating vision. So it kind of fits, right? Um, I feel like 2020 vision, you know, it kind of fits. All right. Well, for this conversation, I've invited Pastor Steve Gladen, who is one of the best vision casters and vision um, executors I know. And vision is such an essential element of leadership and something Steve is really, really good at um, and has been doing for the past two decades. So, Steve, thanks so much for joining us. Wow. Can you believe 20? I remember when 2020 was like, you know, eons ahead in the future. And here we are. I know it's like a sci-fi movie, right? For us older people. <laughs> in the year 2020. All right. Anyway. I won't sing. Uh, okay. Singing, not as much of a strength for Steve as vision casting. <laughs> Um, so, Steve, as many of you know, is has been the small groups pastor at Saddleback since 1998 and currently oversees oh, how many thousands of groups? This number keeps going up. Too many, too many, but let's roll. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Don't worry about the numbers. Let's focus on what we do. All right. And so he has written a number of books, um, including the most recent one, Planning Small Groups of Purpose. Um, and for the purpose of this call, actually, I want to talk about how Steve founded the Small Group Network 12 years ago, because I have proof that he is a big vision guy, and he knows how to create, sustain, um, recruit others, and to execute a really big um, God vision. And so that's where the global network that we now love as the Small Group Network has um, started. And it's been 12 years for us. Is that right? Actually, it started in 07, so I can't do the math. So I think that's we're starting our 14th year. How did I lose two years? What you, happened? You know what? It's called age, Carolyn. <laughs> I, I, I hate to call you out on the podcast, but you know, here's how we go. <laughs> All right. Maybe for the first two years, it's just incubating in your brain. Let's just say that. Okay. <laughs> that could well be. That, that makes uh, but, you feel better. Let's go with that. <laughs> start 2020 off nicely. We'll be nice to each other. That would be a really great goal. Um, as you can see, Steve and I have known each other and worked together for a long time on this um, network, as well as just in our, our personal friendships with our spouses and whatnot. So I do know that um, one of Steve's strengths I've so appreciated is that he uh, dreams big, and um, then he somehow gets people to line up behind it. And God does, does incredible things, uh, both in his ministry Saddleback, but also through the um, in his ministry with the network. So let's start off, Steve, with a basic definition to get us on the same page. So how would you define vision? What is vision and what is it not? Well, you know, I think vision, uh, there's there's always words. Words get us so mixed up sometimes. So I think I love where you're going with this. So let me just even parse out two different words, vision and mission, because so often they, they, they set us and we get wrapped around trying to figure those things out and we don't really accomplish what God wants us to do. So for us in, in how we're going on this podcast, you know, 
for vision, if you if you can think of it, it's it's why we are here. A mission is what we do. And really where I like to even go back further in because sometimes you get lost in corporate words or, or words like this. It can feel very uh, formal or you know locked in. But your vision is is really what's the dream? What is the dream that God has called you? I mean, uh, Martin Luther King says, I have a dream. Uh, you know, and, and it cast out, you know, a huge net of where he was wanting to go with what, where I believe God wanted to take people. Um, but then your mission is your purpose. And that that's what that's what you do. And so it's just good for you to articulate those differences, because if not, uh, if you try to combine the two together, someone's going to lose. Either the dream's going to win out and you're not going to do anything. Your purpose isn't going to be fulfilled or you're going to be doing a lot of stuff and you're not sure where you're, where you're headed. So that's how I try to frame it up for most churches. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so the idea of dream, though, dream kind of has this connotation of being um, amorphous, kind of out there, um, unrealistic, whereas vision seems is the word we typically use where it's still out there. It's the preferred future, right? What we'd like to see happen. Um, and in ministry, we'd like to see God do or where we feel like where God's leading us. And I think, do you think sometimes we have um, in church world, like we're a little afraid to dream big or uh, maybe I should speak for myself personally. I'm not a big vision person. Um, I, I'm much more uh, skilled in execution than in vision. So sometimes I think I find myself getting hung up on uh, almost rushing too fast to execution rather than being uh, allowing God to kind of put dreams in or kind of think think bigger beyond what I can see on the horizon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And I, I think all of us, I mean, because, you know, we're not God. And uh, I think God always has more in store for us than, than we really realize that he's got for us. And because the devil likes to work in the playground of fear, he's always going to be pushing us down. You look at most of the biblical characters, you know, fear, I'm not capable, I'm not good enough, right, I can't do right. it, you know, da, 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 da. So, um, I, I, you know, I firmly believe we, we've got to dream more. Uh, that's why in, uh, when we do the strategic planning at Accelerates or in the book planning, Small Groups with Purpose, you know, the very first thing I ask people to do is based on a question, based on the 20 questions, with each one of them is dream. Mm -hmm. Dream about what you would, you would want God to see because in every one of us are it is dreaming our visions. Uh, I think it's obviously very, very scriptural, you know, when the Bible talks about, you know, uh, dreams and, you know, visions and stuff like that. So I think God's got more in store for us than sometimes we get, we do get lost in the weeds and the right. tyranny of the urgent. And we got to step back. And that's why in order to think about the church, in order to vision cast, in order to start your vision, you got to get away from the church in order to think about the church. You got to get away from your small group ministry to think about your small group ministry. And it's got to start with you. If you don't have a dream for it, uh, it's 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 just going to be the tide and the winds are going to take you where you want to go versus where God wants to take you. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, yeah, the Bible does have a lot to say about dreams and also vision um, mm -hmm. as well, and that the importance of vision. And so, obviously, vision has to start with God. But how do you go about mining that vision? Like, how do you know if this is a vision from God versus for your ministry versus you know um, taking a page out of your book or Saddleback or some model and and adopting that as your vision? Um, how do you kind of go about that process? Are there some questions you ask when you do get away and dream with God? or is there some uh, exercise you go through for yourself to kind yeah. of figure that out? 
Well, you know, uh, and again, it depends what culture you're in. Um, you know, I like to say, you know, strong cultures come from, or a strong culture, yeah, comes from, you know, a strong vision or a visionary. And so it depends on, you know, the strength of where you're at. But uh, the first thing you've got to do is find out, you know, we are, and this is, again, a philosophical thing in small group ministry. We believe temple courts and house to house. They're both equal uh, in Acts 2. Front half is temple courts, back half is house to house. Those two have to marry together. Uh, I do believe it's it's much like even a marriage. And, and in this part, the senior leader... Uh, kind of takes the lead in that aspect of of the of the overall church that you're you're working at. So I mean, the first thing is you got to know where your church is going. What's their what's their vision? What's their what's their mission? And then on top of that, you not only need to mirror that or be in alignment with that. So that's probably if you're talking about steps, I'm going to say, where's my church going? Because I want to emulate. I want to come alongside. Right. I want to complement that. But also you want to think through in your vision uh, in your mission is uh, if your church church's statements are more macro, then I would encourage you to make your vision and mission statement more micro. Um, Can you it, give it, us it, an example of that? Yeah, totally. Um, like in, in Saddleback's, um, uh, you know, vision, you know, Rick will say it's a, it's a great commitment to the Great Commission. And the great commandment will grow a great church. Very, very macro. Right. Uh, if I'm going to mirror that and emulate it, I want to go more micro. And so for the small group vi- ministry vision, you know, we want to see every person from the core of our church to the ever-growing community connected in a healthy small group. It, it, it ties straight into the great commission, great commandment, and where Rick was going with that. Now, flip it on the other side, you know. That's his dream of that. And so right. it's our dream, too. But now you flip it over on the other side when, you know, Saddleback's mission, which is Rick's purpose statement. Oh, my gosh, it is so micro. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I hate to even say this and I'm going to read it. But, you know, hey, you know, there's a little transparency <laughs> here. But it, but it's to it's to bring people to Jesus and membership in his family. You know, that's the fellowship. D- develop them in Christ-like maturity, discipleship. And equip them for their ministry, which is serving in the church, and their life mission, which is um, evangelism, <laughs> in order to magnify God's name. Now, now Rick is very—I mean, he's got that very, very dialed in. And so, when I'm complimenting it, I'm going to go a little more, more macro. And it's just all I want to do is balance the Great Commission and the Great Commandment in the heart of every person and every group. So, but. It, but it, the first step is is you want you do, I don't get lost in saddleback, but you just want to say I want to mirror, but I want to bring strengths to where it may be macro. I want to bring it to micro, and I want to bring maybe clarity where it goes very micro, and uh, you want to go macro. So there's a there's a complementarian piece right. uh, to that. Now inside that vision for for me, there's always a process, and and this is because I'm more structured. But usually in October, I step aside and I'm like going, long before 2020 was even here, I'm going, you know, God, where, where do you need to take our mm. team in the, in the midst of our vision and our mission? Where, where are we? Where have we drifted? Where do we need to be brought back to? What do we need to be ingested with? What do we need to be pushed to? Um, do you and- do that by yourself? first, Steve, or do you do that with your team together? Or what's, what's yeah. the process? Who do you, how do you invite people? Who sure. do you invite to the process? So, so first is, you know, again, uh, if you, if you've heard me teach on this before, you've got to understand, you know, 
am am I more of a shepherd? Am I more of a uh, an elder? Or am I more of an overseer in, in those management styles of how God equips pastors? But I have people around me who are not like me that I, I will lean into and then say, "Hey, here's where I feel God's taking me. Am I am I in a muck? Am I off course?" And because I've been at Saddleback so long, this is almost an ever going process. Uh, we, we are always adapting and course correcting. Um, I love the analogy in planning small groups uh, book that, you know, on a rocket launch, they're always course correcting like every moment of, of a rocket going right. on, on course. And in the same way, once your ministry is getting dialed in and you've been there a while, you're course correcting, uh, you know, weekly, daily, uh, you know, uh, of trying to figure out where you're going. But so there's first part is, you know, I want to emulate and model after the, where the church is heading, where the, where my senior leader is going. I want to compliment them. I want to help build what they're doing. There's part of it of me just going, okay, in that big scope, am I, am I in ground zero? Am I above ground? Am I building? I mean, it depends on where you're at in the ministry, but you've got to start to figure out, God, where, where are the bite, where are the chunks that I can focus on this year to help help our team succeed in, in what God wants to do. And then it's pulling the other parts of the team in to say, okay, how do we roll this out and how do we make this a reality? There's something you alluded to I think is so important. So um, you've been at Saddleback a couple decades. I've been at my church now 14 years too. And so you're right. What we do on vision is almost more of a refining, especially if the leader, senior leadership has not changed um, mm -hmm. and it, things are, are going well, then you're constantly refining, getting new ideas and implementing them. But speak to us about um, timing, that issue of, of you may have a vision from God, you may have a vision that's really solid. Um, and of course, it has to be aligned with the bigger church vision. But if you are newer in an environment, maybe a year in, a couple years in, um, or your church has gone through some trauma, um, some transition, does vision look different? Um, or should you hold back? Or how do you figure out when the time is to, to start uh, rolling out a vision? Yeah, I, I think, you know, to answer your question, I would say there's always vision, but sometimes the vision takes a different shape and form. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes when a church has gone through trauma, the, the vision is more towards healing and restoration right. and foundation. Uh, sometimes the vision is towards charging the hill, and this is what we've got to implement. You see that when churches go through uh, building campaigns or capital campaigns that are going through there. Sometimes that vision is more aligned towards a spiritual campaign and even you know, where your church is going. So I think there's always some type of vision that is there helping point the people. But again, if the vision isn't bigger than where the people want to go, then you're going to lose people. Um, you know, vision for what you're trying to do has got to encompass, you know, a, a, a God-sized dream. Now, inside that dream, it may be saying, hey, the first thing we got to do is restore. Uh, but after that, you know, we got to move on. We always love to use the, you know, the vision casting of Nehemiah, build a wall. Uh, you know, <laughs> obviously the wall is for protection. Uh, but, you know, there's uh, there is visions to accomplish that. But you, you need things that will take you beyond that or people will get sidetracked. Which leads to the really important point. How do you get people on board? Nehemiah was brilliant at this, yeah. um, and he was able to use people's unique talents and giftings for the different parts, and he set up a schedule. I mean, he really is like this quintessential perfect leader. So how do you get people on board with the vision? How do you get them to own it? Um, even if, you, if you're the only one owning it, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to need buy-in from senior above, senior leadership, from elders, from stakeholders. You're going to need buy-in from your team. You're going to need buy-in from your small group leaders. Yeah. 
Well, it, the thing is, when it's aligned to where the church's vision and mission is going, then then you're covered. I, I mean, there's no one that's going to say, hey, you're following the senior leader. You know, you can't do that. So, you know, as long as you're in line with that. But of course, everything in the church is done relationally. So you're, you're wanting to make sure that you you have those aspects done where, you know, you're 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 taking, you know, where you want to go. You want to bounce it off people, of course, you know. Uh, I've got so much time with Rick, but in the, in the younger days, you know, saying, Hey, this is where I think we're going, but it's reflecting what he wants done. So he is totally going to be towards that, you know, and you've also got to make sure when you're talking to your senior leaders, sometimes they're not locked into a strong, mm-hmm. um, language on vision and mission. Right. And so that's why I like to go with, Hey, what's your dream? Cause I want to do your dream. And what's what's the purpose for our church? Because I want to fulfill the purpose of our church, and how can I come alongside you? So it's going to be relationally, but it starts with the senior pastor, whatever your church is talking about, the senior leader, uh, and then it comes down to what you're doing in the house-to-house movement. Uh, you have 50% of the church, you're helping to navigate that. You know, we do that. And then, you know, if you're brand new, you've got a lot of relational territory to gain and, and trust mm-hmm. and bridges the build. So you, you got to have, you know, you've got to build relational equity in maybe just you want to start with your team. When I first came on at Saddleback, I was trying to build relationship with with my team because they didn't know who I was. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't know there are people that had been there when the church started, and so right. you you have to build that equity first. And but then you want to ooze it out into other areas of the church so that hopefully the church gets alignment to understanding that the vision is your north star. It, it's what you do. It's it's how you determine success. And and some of us can sometimes get caught in that the, the you're the thinkers of the world and <laughs> you can get stuck in vision and think about visions for three years and five years and 10 years. Uh, then you may be more on the opposite end of the spectrum of you're the implementers. I just, you're like, Hey, I want to make sure this happens tomorrow or this week or next week or, and things like that. So there's so many variables, but you just got to understand who you're dealing with, where your church is at, where you are at relationally in in maybe where you're at on staff, but then starting to think through, okay, who do I need to, to help, you know, bounce this off of? Because um, the stronger you're aligned to your vision, the stronger the culture of the church will be and the people will mm. take it for you. So that's a really good point. Um, I think some people naturally have more uh, what Strength Finder calls as a strength, a uh, woo, mm-hmm. or or charisma or charm, um, and or they just are really good at bullying. Um, I'm not naming names or anything, Steve, but you know you're very good at getting people to volunteer and do things <laughs> for the network. You're good at spotting talent, and then you're very good at recruiting it, and. I think that I don't know if that's a skill that you cultivate over time, or I think part of part of your secret sauce. I figured this out. Your secret sauce is that um, your vision is so clear about what you wanted. For example, with the network, what do you wanted that to be? The network is a almost all volunteer run thing. Um, we're all volunteers, mm-hmm. and so I think to recruit people into, hey, imagine having a network that would really resource people, um, small group porn people around the globe. Like that was a huge thing, but somehow you're able to um, recruit people into doing that. And some of it is the personal um, friendships and things. But what if people aren't naturally wired towards uh, relational kind of you know, charm, for lack of a better word, or charisma, then the vision really helps because then you can pull people in because they buy into the bigger thing rather than just because they want to make you happy, which is why I'm I'm here because I I just want to make you happy. (laughs) 
And I, and I will submit you are much better at this than, than <laughs> I would ever be in, a, in my life. But this is where you got to understand is that you've always got to be looking and saying how you've got to help people find how they can play a part in your in the vision that God's called you to. Right. And so inside your church, you want to look at every person and help them see they, how they are a part of this win how they are a part of this vision statement. When we talk about, you know, to see every person from the core of our church, you ever growing community connected in a healthy, small group. We, we want, we want people to see, this is how you play in that role. This is what your gifting brings. And you're right. If you're not the woo person, or if you're not, you know, persuasive or things like that, you know, find people who are, get mm-hmm. them bought into your vision and sick them on people. Uh, <laughs> see because, the bullying thing? See how this is coming out? <laughs> yeah. No, but, you know, other people can sometimes champion you better than yes. you can champion you. Yes. And, and but, but you're right. It starts with clarity, but then it starts to build out into the, you know, the devil's in the details is being able to say, okay, how do we get this to play out and work well and, and other, everyone be a part of this, uh, you know, what we're trying to do on this planet at, for our church? So then does the vision ever change? I mean, I'm not talking just adapting planning or strategies because you really should visit those on a regular basis to make sure it's it's fitting the bigger vision. But is there a time uh, that you kind of look at the vision and go, this, this is where I thought it was going, but it doesn't seem to be going or maybe something has happened? Is there, um, have you experienced that at all, Steve? Or Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, we, so, we totally see it in the network and it's amazing the more, the more you grow and the more you're a part of a, a, a church or the, the small group network, the more clarity that God brings to the table. Um, you know, so often, you know, it's kind of, I think of Abraham when he said, just go. Well, that, that's a pretty macro vision. <laughs> yeah. Go. Uh, you know, and so I think God leads us to see, you know, okay, are you, are you going to step out in faith? Are you going to dream with me? Are you going to take it that way? But there's no doubt that, you know, uh, the vision is always is always there. We're always driven by something. We're always dreaming about something. And if you're not, then you may want to stop the podcast and go, God, what am I supposed to be dreaming about? But there's also times where the, the vision gives room for development. The vision gives room for, obviously, sometimes we're not, we're not God. So God's got to course correct us sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's trauma that comes in because we're on a broken planet. Right. Think of 9-11. When 9-11 happened in the United States, every church vision changed. You know, it just, I mean, it, it had to course correct, and there's got to be room for that course correct. Uh, sometimes the visionary leaves the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes there's the, the vacating or, or things like that. And, you know, and that's where the body is so organic in, in, in those aspects. So you, you've got to be able to adapt to it and figure it out. That's why we're always saying, boy, the longer you can stay someplace, the, the better off you can develop and, and make it happen. But uh, there's no doubt that uh, I've always got to concede that God knows the best places for the chess pieces on the chessboard for kingdom advances. So, um, but it, I, is, it can alter it. Go ahead. I well, and I think there's also discouragement, right? And we're not great at waiting yeah. in general. Um, so I've heard people have their vision be, um, I guess it's not, it's kind of not super macro, but in between where they'll say, I want, we want to see 50% or 75% of our churches, uh, congregation in a small group. Uh, to me, that's not so visiony. That's more of a um, goal. Or um, I think you bring out a great point because you got to separate the, those things. Your goals are your faith steps towards your vision. 
the goals are not your vision. If the goals are your vision, oh my gosh, people are going to get lost in the weeds and go, oh, I don't even know what I'm a part or of. Or they'll feel like they failed because they didn't yeah. get to 50%. I, I think there's some danger to tying it so greatly. I like what you said earlier that it's it's that much bigger picture, like building healthy small groups or building something that makes it, um, that can hold a lot of adjustments if when life comes through. <laughs> yeah. And totally, 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 totally agree with that. And, um, and so when we're talking about, you know, vision and what we're trying to do and, and how we make it happen, we, we've got to, you know, we've got to adjust for all those pieces. We got to understand where they happen. And, um, you know, there's, there's just going to be things that are going to interrupt, uh, kind of like the printer that's going on in the background at my house. <laughs> I was like, what is that sound? <laughs> okay. Good Lord. That's why we do this early. Is in that the morning. God's giving you a vision through the printer? <laughs> yes. But, but, you know, as, as we are at, you know, just as we are bringing about what God wants us to do there, there, there's always going to be discouragement. There's always going to be trouble. There's always going to be trauma. There's always going to be things that get in our way, but that's where your, your vision is that North star, because right. if I'm having a bad day, our team knows where, where we're going. Right. Uh, sometimes they so can pick up dependent the on you. Yeah. And, and, be, and that's a good point because, you know, sometimes I am having a bad day. Sometimes, you know, uh, I, I, I will leave Saddleback at one point in time. Uh, I will leave the network at some point in time. And so there's got to be that, that North star that, that helps us, you know, uh, do that. Now, part of what you got to do is build that tenacity into making sure that the the right. culture understands what you're trying to do, that you understand what you're trying to do. Yeah. So let's touch on that. So the culture understands or the people understand. So our senior, my senior pastor has a saying um, that vision has to keep being communicated until your ears hurt and my lips bleed, which was yeah, a way. Like that. <laughs> I little, know it's such a delightful little graphic, a little graphic, but exactly. I like it. he's a little bit that way. So it was a very graphic picture, but he got his point across, which was when we were setting vision for 2020. Now it seems uh, we're here, but nine years ago, when we were setting that vision, we were very purposeful as a leadership team to say, we have to keep repeating it, even though you hear yourself talking. And, you know, every small group leader training, I feel like I'm saying the same thing, yeah. but the same thing needs to be said um, over and over again. And I think we get, we keep hearing ourselves saying it. So we may think that people get it, but I've heard you talk about the need for repetition um, and having keeping vision in front of you all the time. And so I think that's a good kind of practical thing to say. You, part of our ownership is we have to keep repeating it. And I know one of your secret tactics is that you use tchotchkes, <laughs> all yeah. kinds of tchotchkes to keep vision in front of your team. So you want to talk about that's that little secret? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think there's some components. So let's get into the nuts and bolts of, okay, I want to do, I got a dream, I got a vision. So how am I going to do it? First thing is you got and Rick has taught me this uh, time and time again. Teaching is the rudder for where your organization is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you teach your way out of a problem. You teach your way to understand vision. You've got to teach on the vision uh, of what you're going to do. So uh, once a year, I grab uh, our whole team together across all 19 of our campuses. And, and I teach them, this is where we're going this year. This is how it complements to our overall vision and mission. And so you got to teach on it. Um, then there, then there's the part that uh, what, I, what I encourage them to do is whenever you do a team devotional, take a, take a, a micro piece of what we've been talking about or where we're going to go, like I'm going to do with the team here uh, in just a little bit for um, you know what we're doing this year, is being understand 
Now, bring that back in your weekly team meetings. Bring those nuggets back so you can understand, okay, this is why we do what we do. This is what we're going to do. I always do give a tchotchke of some type. I've done keys. I've done banners. I've done coins. Yes, the coin Uh, is very popular with you. (laughs) Coins are are popular. But you're you're trying to have them have something on their desk, something that, that is in their pocket, something that is with them that... You know, this is is that reminder, and you bring those things back. And, and but the thing is, as human beings, we forget. We always drift away from where the organization is going, and so you've got to keep bringing people back to it. And so, if we've drifted bad, like you know, we, there's some parts in in our small group ministry we have drifted away. I'm coming back hard on teaching. I'm, I'm building more tools to gird up and help them understand this is this is important to what we're trying to do. So, you know, you teach, you remind, you, you do pull throughs through the year. You, you have physical reminders that, that are there, uh, but then your tools need to be there. Your tools have to reflect your vision and your mission. So what are you measuring? What are your metrics? Those things have got to pull. And those things are the granular stuff that nobody right. likes. But if you don't do that granular stuff, I can guarantee you, you will drift. Look at your own personal life. If I don't set things in course, if I don't have people hold me accountable, if I don't work on my own stuff, then I will drift because I'm lazy. Uh, I don't want to be, but, you know, know, I have the gift of laziness. And, you know, (laughs) I don't know why, you know. The apostles don't hold that up higher, but yeah, hardly. You would yeah. accomplish the things you did if you, or maybe I don't know. I can't speak to your personal life, but in the history <laughs> world, um, I, that's that is really helpful though to know it's it's got to be repeated. I think yeah. there's no way around that. Um, we're almost out of time, but I did want to just ask you, just if quickly you could speak to whether you uh, develop a personal. Um, a vision, a vision for your life. Was it one year, three year, five year? If you could just talk a little bit about that process for yourself. Yeah. No, there's, I mean, there's an exercise I did uh, when I came on staff. One of the great gifts that Saddleback gave everyone was helping work through a life plan, uh, which I, I think is extremely important for uh, that you can do. But uh, it, it's reinforced every year. Um, you've heard me talk, talk about a health assessment and a health planner. My planner is where I want to, where, where God is taking me, where I want to go. And does it course correct throughout the year? Oh my goodness. Yes, it does. Uh, because there, I have variables in my life. I have, I have a, a wife, I have a kids, you know, and you know, things happen. Um, but you, it's important that you set purposes out for what you want to do in the year, you, you've got to put partners around you that will, um, you know, hold you accountable to the processes that you want to put in place. Uh, Do you realize so, you just have three Ps going? You are such a pastor. <laughs> I know. Uh, but, but you know, you've got to have these pro- these these things in play. I'm going to say another P word there. Say, no, I won't say it. But, you, but, you've like, got to, but you've got to work through these things to be able to say, if, if you don't say where you, where you want your life to go, yeah. The world will be happy to set it for you. Yes. And and I'm, I'm just selfish enough about myself is that I, I want there's things I want to do that I feel God has called me to do. And and so I start out the year and I have a couple mentors. I got a, a great secular mentor uh, that uh, is huge in the corporate world. Uh, and I've got some godly ones that are there uh, that you lean into. But, but the point is, you got to say, what do what it, what can only I do? Mm-hmm. That I have to do what in this 2020, when Lisa and I set our course for 2020, 
what is it that only I can do that has to happen this year? Uh, because, you know, that is my vision for the year because, uh, you know, and I'm not going to get lost. I, I mean, I don't know where I'm going to be in five years. I wish I did. You know, there's some places I can dream about where I want to be in 10 years. Uh, but, you know, I'm I'm going to focus on, you know, making sure I land this year. Yeah, that's good. I think, it, I mean, you point to a really good point. It, it really is a discipline because uh, if you have the gift of laziness, so do I. And so I think most people, we don't drift towards godliness. We always drift towards um, passivity and whatever the world, you're right, the world is happy to give us a vision if we don't have one. So yeah. I think that's a really good word to make sure that we're very clear on what God's calling us to in our own lives, but also for our church. Thanks so much, Steve, for sharing your thoughts with us. Is there any final things you'd like to share with our audience? No, I mean, I think the main thing is um, keep keep dreaming. Uh, so often, I think, uh, in ministry, and I can attest this to my life, and I'm sure many could attest to it, is... Uh, there are, there's so much happening in the church that you can stay. You don't have, I don't have any problem figuring out what I'm going to do. I can go into my day with nothing on the schedule and be filled the whole day. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's many times I come home too, and Lisa goes, what did you do today? And I go, I don't know. Uh, but I, I stayed busy. Um, <laughs> but I would say be disciplined to stay dreaming because God has you at your church for a specific reason. You have a, there's a vision, uh, already in you. You you may already know that, but, you know, constantly press yourself to dream about what you want to do and, and then have that flip side of, you know, having the purpose nailed down so that you know what you're doing. Uh, because, you know, um, Ecclesiastes in the Living Bible says dreaming without doing is foolishness. And, um, and we want to have a vision. We want to dream, but we also want to execute and make it happen for God's kingdom. So people see Jesus and come to Christ and change lives happen. Yeah, that's good. And being of the year is a great time to take um, a half a day even if you can't do a lot more and just take some time to dream with God and then see what He does. Um, so thanks so much, Steve. Steve is part of the small group network Huddle in Orange County, um, California, but he's also very active on our Facebook page. So please feel free to ask him questions, interact with him. Um, you can ask him for what his tchotchkes look like. Uh, I've seen many of them over the years. There's also a lot of resor other resources that they have available as well. And you can also uh, go to uh, smallgroups.net forward slash theme, and uh, you can see what we've done over the last couple decades. Yes, there's actually a lot of great nuggets in there, too. You can just cut and paste them and use that as well as you uh, plan things through. So thank you so much, Steve. God bless you and your ministry, and we will see you next time on Group Talk. See you later. I can't think of a better way to start 2020 than with Steve Gladen. So thank you, Carolyn and Steve, for that great interview. Now, before we go, let's talk about the most wonderful time of the year. Nope, not Christmas. That's already passed. It's Lobby 2020. Lobby 2020 is coming up February 25th through the 27th in sunny San Juan Capistrano, California. The Lobby Gathering is not an answer-driven conference, but an out-of-the-box small group event where we create environments for small group point people to connect and engage together in casual conversations about small group ministry, much like they would in a church lobby over a cup of coffee. So whether you're a beginner or a veteran small group point person, you will have an equal voice in each circle of conversation. You will also get to hear and learn from some of the brightest and most innovative small group point people from around the world. Registration includes lodging and most meals. 
So hurry and register today. Regular registration ends January 29th and last minute registration ends February 17th. We can't wait to connect with you at Lobby 2020. We'll see you next time on Group Talk. Thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small group point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website at smallgroupnetwork.com to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.